0: Hey guys, it's me, Duval George Culpepper, your host of, ouch, my 30s, how are we doing on this, uh, what is this, week three of corona quarantine, Uh, I have nothing to say on the matter, Uh, is it really April 6th, oh my god, I've been asleep for four weeks, Uh, I'll just dive right into it, my father... Has been in prison for a total of thirty-three years now, uh, give or take a year or two, and um, <clears throat> him—he and I don't have a bad relationship. You know, my mom took me to see him like every month when I was a kid. You know, probably up until high school when I stopped giving a fuck and was like, "I need to find my own path." Uh, so I, I know him pretty well. Uh, you know, it wasn't behind like a. Uh, plexiglass partition with uh, you know two uh, payphone uh, receivers. Uh, there was like a community cafeteria, and like we got to spend like an hour or two together. And he would like read me Bible parables because he obviously became religion. Went to prison, found God. To which I say, uh, couldn't you have, couldn't you have found God before the uh, double homicide? <laughs> uh, but I digress. So anyway, he and I have a good relationship, and he's on his way out of prison, and supposedly is going to be getting out of prison. Uh, in June, and uh, leading up to that, like he wants me to help him with his—he's my dad's got a lot of ideas. I am my father's son for sure. He has a lot of ambition, you know, which in the '80s, you know, manifested itself and accumulated in, uh, in just being like a '80s drug baron. Uh, but now he's trying to, you know, do more positive things, and he's got like a screenplay that he wants uh, made, and. My dad like doesn't know how like the world works because he's been in prison and it's not his fault. He's an incredibly intelligent guy. He has like patents for devices that he made while he was in prison. You know, he's like pretty. He's very well read, uh, but he doesn't know the intricacies of Hollywood. Um, but there are members of my family who do. So blah blah blah. Long story short, my father sends me the screenplay that he wants me to like. I don't know what he wants me to do. He wants me to read it and like make it better or something. Uh, by page seven, well, let me let me let me restart. Basically, it's like a story of like a crime family, you know, kind of coming up in the hood, uh, but also a story of redemption and religion, and you know what it means to you know step up and like be responsible for your family and all those good things. Uh, but by by page seven, uh, the the his wife's character in the screenplay is reveals that she's a, a former Navy SEAL, and they go like on a raid of like a drug baron's mansion, and it's it's badass. But I'm like, Dad, this ain't exactly a fucking uh, indie movie here, okay? Uh, between the car chases, the uh, ex-Navy SEALs, and, like, the parag- paragliding uh, shootout sequence, uh, you're gonna need a little budget for this. So uh, he sends it, to, sends it to me, and, like, after three days, he's like, So, okay, can you, um... Can you... Can you, uh... Can you get this, uh... Get going on this? I was like, get, get, get what get what going on this? There's... I. What do you think I who do you think I am? Nigga, I'm trying to tell I'm trying to get my career in order, not launch my father's fucking age. I mean, I would love to help my dad, but you know, there's only so much I can do at this particular juncture. So anyway, I had to kind of politely tell him like I'm not your assistant. Like I'll I happily do what I can, you know, I'm I'll, I'll I'll proofread it, I'll, you know, I'll you know, make whatever suggestions I can. But uh that's my fear. Like he's going to get out of prison and he's going to think that like I'm some 17-year-old, not a 33-year-old adult male who's like got his own life and his own sh- own shit. And I want to help him. Like I don't want him to fall into these uh fall back into his old ways, shall we say, because he got out after 26 years when I was 26, he went to prison when I was born, literally. Uh <laughs> he really didn't want to stick around. Uh and I wasn't around. I didn't see him when he got out just cuz I was like at the time, like, there's this bitch who listens to this who's like, All you talk about is that you drive cross country and you're a loner. Well, guess what? I am. And they were the coolest times. What were you doing when you were 26, girl? Anyway, uh, I was living my best life when I was 26, driving across country in a BMW, uh, having sex with tall, strong white women in the Midwest, not establishing a relationship with my father post prison. Uh, so he ended up going back to jail because he violated parole. And, uh, for a stupid reason. And when my father was in prison before, I was like, yeah, this nigga deserves to be there. Um, when he got out of prison and went back for, like, buying a dime bag in front of one of those dystopian NYPD, like, monitoring towers. Uh, you know, a crime that, like, rich white girls, uh, easily avoid for a number of reasons. Most importantly, they get their weed delivered. So, when my dad went back to jail for that bullshit, that is when I was like, that's fucked up. This system is gunning for my family and my dad. And, like, that's... That's when it would, it became personal. Before, when Duval's father was a man of the streets, he knew he deserved the time he served. But when the system pushed one last time, Duval decided the tables had turned. Anyway, uh, so now I want to help my dad as best I can, but, I like, I can't do it at the expense of my own life. And I think this is a common thread for most people in their thirties or any age really, but particularly now you have to kind of decide, you know, what's the difference between my own happiness and my own, you know, fruitful existence and living for other people who can't get their shit together and never have. So I don't know. It's tough. I really want to help my dad, but I don't want to be fucking making his ridiculous <laughs> Navy seal, female Navy seal movie. Uh, which again does sound badass, um, but it I think he underestimates the amount of time and energy and effort that is required. He's like, yeah, um, so um, yeah, your cousin he knows Tyler Perry, right? So you, you can just drop it off at his house. I was like, the fuck, I'm not going to Tyler Perry's house to drop off your goddamn movie, Dad. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Oh, what else? Um, I was also thinking about like happiness cause I, to be honest, I haven't been happy in fucking three, six years, yeah, I've been happy in like four or five years i've been de- I've been debating suicide or probably four I've been debating suicide since I was like twelve but uh mom's abusive boyfriends <laughs> um but more recently as an adult, I'm just like tired and stressed and just like life gets so real so fast but all that aside, uh, I was reminiscing on all right, what I'm trying to mitigate these feelings of despair i uh've been looking at like when was the last time I was truly happy. And I have these memories of like, it's funny. I live. I moved to LA and I had a lot of success there in 2012, but I hated it at the time because that's what you do when you have the world in your hand. And I knew this, and I was just being like a little pompous prick. But I was like, these people are so shallow and superficial. And like I hate getting paid thousands of dollars for like four hours of work. Blah blah blah. And you working in the industry, like yes, all those things are also true. I guess I didn't appreciate the other side of that coin so I was doing this Budweiser commercial this Super Bowl commercial in like 2013 and I was like the star of the commercial for the most part I was like dancing on this table my ex-girlfriend who was like stuck back in like a shit town in upstate New York got to see me while she was bartending on TV and everyone's like oh shit that's Duval like everybody texted me it was a good win but on that commercial I met this girl Melissa who I ended up dating and I don't really date I just like Fuck and then like never speak to a girl again. Not because I'm like some hot shot. It's because I'm dead and I'm dead inside. Because again, <laughs> mom's abusive boyfriends. Um, wow, we're really putting some stuff together here, DeVal. This is gonna be a good one. Um, yeah, and this girl was like really like solemn and like somber and like obviously beautiful. This Italian girl, um, from Boston, and uh, she just had this real kind of like downtrodden energy that I could relate to, and uh. Yeah, and I don't know. It was like a we, we. I guess I liked her a lot, and again, I ruined that because I was like, LA's fake. I'm leaving." But there was these beautiful moments. Like I remember waking up at her place, and uh, she made two cups of. Coffee. She made a pot of coffee. You know, it was in Los Feliz, early morning. Los Feliz light coming through the uh, through the blinds. And, uh, she crawls back into bed and drinking coffee, fucking love coffee. She turns on the TV and she's like, can you explain the news to me? I was like, what, what part? She's like, this is all of it. I don't understand what any of this means. (laughs) And I got to lay in bed explaining the news to her. And in my arrogant, narcissistic, uh, you know, self really enjoyed that. And it was just this nice fucking feeling. And then I had an audition for a Taco Bell commercial and I was like, ah, I gotta go, babe. I'm gonna, I gotta go to this Taco Bell audition. I don't know. If, I'm probably not gonna get it, these fucking things. And she looked me in the eyes and she said, You're gonna book it. And she kissed me on the lips. And I went to that audition and I booked that fucking Taco Bell commercial and got paid $4,500 for literally two and a half hours of work. So I guess <laughs> this is why I'm suicidal. <laughs> Cause I'm at my fucking mom's house in the middle of a global pandemic in my underwear. Uh, at thirty-three years old, reminiscing about a, a pretty good life I used to have. But all that aside, you can't go back in time, and you can't go back to the past. All you can do is kind of appreciate what you've learned and put that into some actionable and put it put it into action to make a better future. Uh, so yeah, it and what and I don't know if that mean, but that's the thing. I don't know if that means you just go back to LA, do it again, because. I'm also not that 26 year old anymore for a lot of reasons, you know? And I don't know if it would make me happy just to like keep doing commercials and like blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't make me happy, but that quest of me like rambling across America trying to find myself has reaped a lot of things. Like I I do know better who I am, you know? I have done things that I've been, that I wanted to do that I didn't think I was getting done in LA. Like I wrote a book. I can, I can actually point to something, how to manage your girlfriend's white guilt. Uh, Let me say that more clearly because it's a great book. How to Manage Your Girlfriend's White Guilt, my book. Um, and I feel more settled in who I am, because when I was in L.A., I felt like I was like fighting to get people to see who I was, and that came out as anger and not being appreciative of things. But again, that's old age and pain, and that's what life is. And maybe that's where my dad is. My dad... Is seeing his mistakes and is trying to go, wow, God, like, Father, like, the sins of the Father. Isn't life. There's just a bloop. Like, we all. I got to see a therapist. Because all these things are just like A equals A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Like, there's a formula and a pathology that we're all living out and we're all subscribing to. And it's just a question of whether or not you have enough perspective to see yourself committing these pathologies over and over again and a lot of people don't because it's hard to get perspective on yourself because we're ourselves we are us so it's hard to get outside of you and see what the fuck you're doing unless you have really good friends or people who really care about you and it's even even then it's tough to tell people like hey man you know you're fucking up right now that's the uh that's the catch and i think as we get older it's harder it's not even harder it's just you're no one else's responsibility <clears throat> anymore. You know, I'm not. I'm not getting choked up. Uh, in your twenties, like you know, maybe you have you you have more emotional friends and like more emotional situations where people are just like, "You're gonna ruin everything. You gotta like fulfill your dreams." Ah, in your thirties, motherfuckers have bills, kids, wives, dying parents. You're no one else's problem anymore. So that's the thing where you're like, oh. I need to be my own problem because I've been outsourcing this shit for... God, I should be a therapist. Is this all it takes? Man, shit. So, I don't know. When all this shit settles down, this global pandemic gets resolved, or it doesn't, or this is literally the prelude to the dystopian cyberpunk future that we're all going to be living that is increasingly depersonalized and you know the only currency is... How sterile and isolated of an environment that that you can live in, you know? No more exchange of ideas, just curated digital platforms that uh, major corporations control and make us easier to throttle into their own wills and wants. Oh boy, the 21st century is looking more and more like a fucking Keanu Reeves movie circa 1990. Specifically, Johnny Mnemonic. So I don't know, I, I, I'm trying, I want to, I do know, I do know, I want to live again. I want to have a girl kiss me on the lips and encourage me to go do what I have to do that morning. And uh, maybe it is L.A. again, just with a better perspective, assuming L.A. exists after this pandemic. Or it's Wisconsin, going to Milwaukee, a place that I weirdly like. and has a lot of comedy clubs and is close to Chicago, a great comedy scene. And it's something new and different, but perhaps scary. And as a 33-year-old, I'm perhaps less inclined to uh, start over, you know. Can you start over at 33? Of course you can. Of course you can. It's just harder. And that's, that's the catch. Can we all start over? Can my dad start over? Of course he can. Of course I can. I don't want to make his fucking movie. At some point. I'd like to make it in a year. I just don't want him to like go back into his hood ways when he gets out of prison. He, he needs a project. We all need projects. All right. I'm going to take his script, turn it into a treatment, give it a nice six pages. Here's act one, two, and three. Here are the major characters. Here's the log line. Dad, you're on your own. Do whatever you want with this. I'll do that. I'm not writing his whole fucking script. That's absurd. Turn my family's property into a permaculture, sustainable farm. So the next pandemic, we can just live off the land and have armed patrols protecting the area. Okay. All right. Deval's to-do list. All right. One last thing that makes me happy. because I, I re- Wasn't that nice, though? Like Melissa kissing me in the morning, and incur- encouraging me to go. Because she was an actress, too. She was a model and an actress, too. And we had an audition. We didn't have an audition together. We just happened to go. I guess we did. Oh, here's what happened. <laughs> so I got an audition, and we're in—you know—I'm at her place. I think we're laying laying in bed. I'm like, "Oh yeah." So tomorrow, I'm uh got this audition, and they're looking for people who uh the casting call said they were looking for real couples. But I didn't know how to say that because I'm I'm emotionally dead inside, and I was like, "Yeah, Melissa, they're they're looking for um uh people who um they kiss a lot together and do scheduled things." together at mutually agreed upon times and are fond of one. and she's like you mean who are dating I was like oh, yeah 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 that 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 because I never like you know verbally ign- I'm, again I'm a I'm a mess so we went to this audition the next day and you know the casting directors okay you guys say hello to each other and like you have a deep embrace and then you walk off camera that's all the audition was so me and Melissa like make out for this audition. And it was just like such a fucking kiss. Because cause like. Well I'm with a girl. Like. I don't, you know. I brag whatever. I'm either not with a girl at all. Because I know it's just bullshit. And I hate contrived human dynamics. Or I'm like. We're fucking the funniest. Most good looking. Ball, ball of energy. Like everyone's eye falls on us. Draw of, draw of attraction in the room when we enter. And we were just making the fuck out, and I think we were just a little too sexual <laughs> for the for the commercial, because we were just like, and then uh, we walked off, and then she went home, and I went to another audition, and it was just like, L.A. gave me a lot of order, and I think perhaps that's what's lacking in my life, because the problem with this industry is that you can make a lot of money at once, and if you're like me, lazy, once you make that money, you kind of and an introvert and depressed. You just kind of disappear from existence, and then uh, you're like, wait, what's happening? Okay, well, each one of these podcasts, I'm going to talk about one happy thing from my past that I want to try to recreate in the future, and a uh, relationship might be one of those things, but I'm not, I'm not in a rush to be in a relationship. I don't want to be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship. You know, comedy and pursuing that is what I, if I don't, like, get back into it now. It's like, I'll hate the rest of my life. So I can't be like dealing with some girl who's just like, why are you doing open mics every night? We don't do anything. It's like, ugh. here's what you need to do Duval. Go to a comedy scene, go to Milwaukee, go to LA and just find some comic girl who you like, you just go to open mics together and like, you just fucking like tell jokes and Date a comic Duval. That's, that's your advice for yourself. Cause that's going to work out. All right. Well, I hope you guys are doing okay. Uh, Hope your parents aren't derailing you from your dreams. Okay, we've covered a lot of territory here, guys. Uh, take care of yourself. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other.